Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. How are we all? Very oh, well, so thank good. you. And you? I'm getting good. Yeah, yeah. How's I'm working good. everything. Yeah. Are you cartwheeling? Oh, no. Cartwheeling is a while off, I think. Okay. Um, but I'm definitely walking and I've been doing hydrotherapy. Wow. Um, so I had a high, I feel like one of those, you know, ladies who lunches or something because I have to go to my hydrotherapy. But it's, it's really interesting because I went on Monday and I felt like I spent 40 minutes doing nothing in the pool. And then I was exhausted afterwards. Mm. Obviously, it does do something, but I'm moving fine a little bit because I'm doing more rehab. It's hurting more, but I think that that was part and parcel. I, I, you can't have major surgery and get away with <laughs> never feeling anything. So, um, no, I'm, I'm happy with my progress. And how about you, you guys? very upbeat. Yeah, I'm feeling good today. Oh, it's about seven weeks today or something? It's, I think it, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Correct. Yeah. Wow. All right, and you guys? Uh, two words, school holidays. <laughs> oh, your favourite time. Spend Goodness. all that good quality time with yes. the kids. After our very flamboyant last school holidays, this one's very much not. So uh, I will leave it at that. But, yes, I am I think I'm, what, day seven or something like that. So we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> all good. What about you, Clarky? Uh, look, if I feel like I've got nothing to say. I've been uh, travelling for work last night, so took a customer out and got drunk, which was fun. Tomorrow night, though, this is exciting. We're going to the uh, winery up the road. We're doing an Italian night. And mm. so Stuart and I have bought um, Mario Brothers costumes to wear. <laughs> 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 so, like, there's a little, I don't know, what are they, red and green or something? Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Yeah, bitches got it. They, yeah, they come with fake moustaches and everything. So <laughs> can't wait. That'll be fun. That'll mm. be good. And uh, what are we drinking? Swanee, come on. Oh, even you know by my standards, way. tap water, <laughs> but cold Soda tap water. Stream. Yeah. It, wow. yeah, but I'm not using it for that. Um, yeah, embarrassingly. So I've got to drive in a little while. So yeah, it's a uh, no drinking for me. What about you, Pear? I hope you can certainly add some colour after me being so dull and boring. Schmitty. Oh well, I've got. Um, we're not. We don't funny you should ask. Funny you should ask. I actually have. I was showing the guys before we started. I have an ice bucket here which has got some mango chutneys in it uh, and a Pepsi Max and a diet non-alcoholic ginger beer. Oh, so I wonder. It looks like it's been off. styled. Oh, well, that's just the way I throw things together. I know. It looks like you've gone, oh, I need to make it look like it's party ready. So I've got some ice and some cruises and some cans ready to go. Just so it's so like, who's that for? Get up. You know, just so it's just easier than getting up. So it, there was a method to my madness. I Presentation is silly. important. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. How are you going to present your drink, Clarky? Well, I, I'm Hard just going to say, that. yeah, it is. I feel like we should take a photo of it, though, for uh, yes. our... Happy to do so. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It just looks Presentation. So good. Um, <laughs> I just don't know how to do it because I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I can do a photo. Oh, yes. Can, yeah, but can okay. you hold it up like that and do Yes, a I will. Yeah, 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 you can oh, do it. There's yes. nothing you can't do. Oh, I'll turn it around the other way. It's not funny. It's their side. That's we better. Need, yeah, we need thank your you. head in as well. <laughs> That's Now you're asking. Hang on. <laughs> that's, that's better, yeah. <laughs> I love that's it. Carola's I love effort it. for this afternoon's recording. Um, <laughs> Nothing on. if not committed. There we go. <laughs> Do you think you'll have enough? 
<laughs> oh, I hope so. Save as <laughs> that should go. Schmitty. Right. And that's why, and I'm also wearing my best nightgown. That's all, folks, that I got from Kmart for 12 bucks uh, before I had surgery. It's such a good photo. Can I just show you quickly? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. Such that's a good a picture. Yeah, yeah, I love it. That's one of the problem is, I don't think I've ever seen Schmitty look what I would call short. You look oh, short because no, oh, you yeah, look like you go down and it doesn't look like you're a little, little stumpy, which yeah. no one will have ever called you in your whole life. Nicholas Schmidt, that's what they call me. Yeah. Um, Clarkie, what are you drinking? Oh, Tell us. have a guess. Is it wine from Halden? Well, no, but it is oh. wine um, because, as Carla likes to remind me, this is trial by wine. Trial by so wine, not trial, trial by mango wine. chutney. Yeah. I, I do like or to Or trial by it. tap water. So we've got a um, All Saints Estate 2021 oh, nice. Marsan. Beautiful. It's, yeah, it's very flavoursome. I do like nice, it. Um, nice pa- packaging. Yeah, they do well. It's nice. Hmm. Yes. Cool. And uh, just in case anyone's missed it, I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky, and together we are Trial by Wine <laughs> and Mango Chutney and Water. And, yes. water. Yeah. and anything water. else that we happen to have on hand and Soda Stream and Pepsi Max, yes. Mm. All right, so without further ado, Clarky, what have you got for us today? Well, I have a, a very odd tale. Um, this one is the disappearance of Eliza Lamb. I don't know if either of you have heard it. No, um, go on. So it's it's a story of, uh, well, well, it's as odd um, because of what happens to Eliza as it is because of where it happens. So right. I'll start by telling you a little bit about Eliza, then I'll tell you a little bit about where it happens, and then we'll go into the mystery of her disappearance. Cool. So you tell me when you're ready and I'll start yapping. Oh, yeah, go I'm for it. I'm ready to go. go. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay. Um, Eliza Lamb, she was Canadian, uh, daughter of immigrants from Hong Kong, uh, and she was a student at the University of British Columbia in Canada. Mm-hmm. And she used to do a bit of blogging. So um, she had a blog named uh, Ether Fields, and then she went into uh, changing to Nouvelle Nouveau, and a lot of it was about how she was feeling as well as um, fashion photos and quotes and whatnot. And one of her quotes was, you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life. And so... Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a quote from Chuck Pahalniuk. Somebody else could say it much better than me. Nailed it. (laughs) But I just wanted to give him credit for that because it wasn't Eliza's um, quote. And it's, God, I knew I was going to do this. Her name is Elisa. So L-E-L-I-S-A. Is she a lamb, L-A-M? Uh, she yeah. is a lamb, L-A-M. Uh, as it took me a while because when you started to say that, I thought that's lamb. a really unusual Then I went, ooh, Carla, I don't think it's got the Hong B Kong. because if she's yeah. the daughter of, yeah. Well, which yeah, she yeah. said she's from? Was it yeah, Chinese Hong- immigrants? Yeah, uh, yeah so, yeah. yeah, her parents were yeah. from yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah. So, Elisa, where, where are we at? Elisa. 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 Like my sister. All right. Who we all call Hub. Correct. Hub Club. Yeah, so she used to post a lot about the way she was feeling as well as, you know, fashion and, and quotes that she liked. But that the I guess the you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life was kind of the main quote that the blogs were about. Okay. And she'd also been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. Um, 
I've got this thing about bipolar disorder because of Homeland. Did you ever watch Homeland with um, Claire Dane in it? No, no I know no, what you're no, talking no, about, no. but no, I never watched it. Oh, I just, Too I, scared I, to watch it at the time. Was it scary? No, it wasn't for scary. Me it was. oh, oh, really? For me it would be. It was all about terrorists. At the time yeah, we were living was. in France, trust oh, me, it wasn't a great true. time yeah, watching yeah. that at, the t- at that yeah, time. Yeah. It was a bit, yeah, yeah. bit confronting. But, yeah, there were lots of people over there who did watch it. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's such a good character and um, she has bipolar Really? Disorder. Yeah, yeah. And so I almost love bipolar disorder because of her role in that show. And it just shows, I guess, what a, uh, a good thing. It's bit your favourite mental health role. issue, is it? Well, kind of. I, I met someone the other day <laughs> whose wife had um, bipolar, and I didn't meet yeah. his wife. I just met yeah. him. But I yeah. wanted to meet his wife because I wanted to see whether her bipolar disorder was like Carrie's because it's, it's interesting. Well, like when she's being medicated, she's really kind of. Um, sedate but she doesn't do her yeah. best work uh until yep. she's off her meds and so then her bipolar so disorder hyper. kind of really helps her so yeah when mm. she has these moments where she's super hyper but she does really good work at the same on time on that spectrum is there like at one end that you're hyper and at the other end you're depressed like it's it exactly the high what it is and, yeah, the, and the medication yeah. brings they, you to the central point correct yeah. and yeah. so okay. in some Did ways they used to call it manic depressive it's a, oh, that, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I hadn't thought, made that Back connection. Back in the olden yeah. days. Yeah, Back yeah. in the oldie days, yeah, you're And right. so in some ways it, it sort of kills your highs and your lows, which can make you feel like you're not alive. Feeling anything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, yeah it's Isn't it what Kanye West has? Oh, it's just got dickhead syndrome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the problem with you, isn't it? It's hard it's to my, um, It's my not diagnosis. his bipolar disorder that I dislike about Kanye if he does have it. Correct, yes. Hmm. <laughs> It's just his um, personality. Yeah, yeah, correct. It's everything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's how little he is like Claire Dane, I guess. Okay. Um, or, or Carrie in the Or in her the character, movie. yes, yes. Anyway, so she'd been pres- prescribed several medications for her mental health issues and according to her family who kept her mental illness private, she had no history of suicidal ideations mm. or attempts, although one report claimed she had previously gone missing for a brief period. Haven't we all, okay. you know, I went missing for a brief period when I ran away from kindergarten. That's, but that's <laughs> oh. another story. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to run away once mum, and mum said, good, off you go. Yeah. So I did Oh, once? Away. I used to oh, do it yeah, I ran away from home all the time. It didn't work. She said, go, fine, <laughs> see if I care. And so I thought, oh, okay, I won't then. <laughs> There's a story in um, from my old neighbourhood where I used to, you know, threaten to run away a little bit, I think, not often, but probably no more, no more less than anybody else. But I think I'd done something wrong and I'd threatened to do it again. So mum was like, fine, I'll, you know, the door is, I'll help you pack your bags, whatever. <laughs> so I ended up out on our front veranda mm. and mum had closed the door and you could see through our front window through to where the phone was in like the living room at the time on the wall. And mum, well, I think I've mentioned before I'm adopted and my mum, <laughs> it's so awful, but it was so apt at the time, it's so 70s. She said she'd call the orphanage to send me back. In actual fact, <gasps> I wasn't from an orphanage. So I was screaming and crying and my next-door neighbour, Arnie Joy, came over and said, Carla, you know, what's going on, what's going on? And I said, oh, mum's calling the orphanage. And so she knew straight away that I wasn't from an orphanage. So Arnie, Arnie Joy just turned away and walked back home because she knew that I must have done something <laughs> naughty. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll leave I'm it to them. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm staying out of this. She's, not, she's clearly not calling the orphanage because she's not from an orphanage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been a little madam. Something's gone on. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Back in the days yeah. when parents were supported to parent instead of yeah. having yeah, yeah. I know it's really called. Some people yeah. really struggle when I tell that story, which I think is hysterical because I had obviously had been terrible and there were lots of times where I was. Um, but yeah. I was like, oh, gosh, you Wait, can't I came say from that. the school of tough work. love as well. Yeah. It worked. 
Yep. Sorry, Clark. Sorry, Clarky. No, no, no. Good chat. Memory lane. Just a little uh, mm. dance down memory lane. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's good to digress. So she did have a history of not taking her bipolar medications uh, and as mm-hmm. a result on several occasions suffered hallucinations that would cause her to hide under her bed for refuge. Mm. And she was hospitalised at least once for these episodes. So... That's kind of a, a snapshot of, I guess, her mental state and the potential for her to be up and down. Mm. Uh, anyway, she did decide to go travelling to Los Angeles and on the way she was going, uh, she went on the Amtrak buses, uh, visited San Diego Zoo, posted photos there and arrived in Los Angeles on the 26th of January and after two days, she checked into the Cecil Hotel or Cecil Hotel mm. um, near downtown Skid Row. Oh, what year is this? Uh, this is in 2012, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that some hair thing? Yeah, yeah. Good oh, hair. Advanced hair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> <laughs> that for a while. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So initially she shared a room with some people on the hotel's fifth floor. However, her roommates complained about what the hotel's lawyer would later describe as certain odd behaviour and she was moved to a room of her own after two days. According to the manager of the Cecil Hotel, she was leaving notes for her roommates that said go home and go away and would lock the door to the room and require a password for entry. I love yeah. that. So good. Um, I'm sure they really appreciate that in the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> she was also, um, a few days prior to her disappearance, she attended a live taping of Conan uh, but was escorted off the premises by security due to disruptive behaviour. Mm, okay. So that's the picture that you get of Elisa. Um, She also used to call her mum and dad every day. So part of the deal when she was going travelling was that she had to call them every day just so that they knew that she was okay. Okay. So whilst travelling on January, sorry, it was 2013, January 31st, 2013, Mm -hmm. the day she was scheduled to check out of the Cecil Hotel and leave for Santa Cruz, her parents didn't hear from her and so they called the Los Angeles police. Hotel staff who saw Elisa, Elisa, God, that day said she was alone. Um, outside the hotel, Katie Orphan, the manager of the last bookstore, which was a bookstore just next to the hotel, um, recalled seeing her that day. She said at the, st- at the time she was outgoing, very lively and very friendly um, and was getting a whole lot of books to take as gifts uh, for her family and was wondering how she was going to be able to carry them because she bought a big box of them. Mm. And I was going to say the same thing. I was like, never a good thing. Books are heavy as gifts. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> or to so, bring home from travels. <laughs> and she actually um, ended up getting people to bring the books to the um, hotel for her because she was struggling to carry them all. Okay. Um, which brings me to my sources um, and as per usual, I'm pretty average with this. So I've got Wikipedia as the main one, um, but there is a movie on a movie, a, a show on Foxtel, you know, one of those crime channels that I'm very mm-hmm. good at not uh, quoting properly. Investigation Discovery um, perhaps. Crime Scene, The Vanishing right. at the Cecil Hotel, um, right. which is on Netflix. Sorry, it's a four-episode documentary. So, yeah, that, that's the other bit where I get a lot of the, the um, intel from. 
So police searched the hotel to the extent that they legally could. They searched Lamb's room and had dogs go through the building, including the rooftop, but the dogs were unsuccessful in detecting her scent. How soon was this, though, Clarky? Like, I mean, if most people's parents called from somewhere in, someone in L.A. and said, oh, our daughter hasn't called us today, yep. how long before they sort of, they didn't do it immediately, did they? Uh, it was within a couple of days. Okay, right, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So yep. they, they didn't search every room. They could only do that if they had probable cause to believe the crime right. had been yeah. committed, which they didn't have. However, on the 6th of February, so a week later, the LAPD decided they needed more help. So flyers with their image were posted in the neighbourhood and online, and it brought the case to the public's attention through the media. So that's the the pre-story leading to her disappearance. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about the Cecil Hotel, which you probably haven't heard yeah. of either. I certainly hadn't. I haven't. No, um, I have. Yeah. You have? Yeah. Mm. Stayed there? But you can tell us why. Yeah, well, I'll tell you why. why. I've heard of it, <clears throat> but tell me about it and I can tell you the bits of it I've heard of, yeah. So the Cecil Hotel oh, was God. built in 1924 uh, by hotelier William Banks Hanna. It was supposed to be a destination hotel for international businessmen and social elites. He'd spent $1 million on the 700-room bow art-style Hotel. 700 room, that's huge. Yeah, and 1 million in 1924. In 1924 yeah. was a shit ton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's got this, you know, opulent lobby that is quite remarkable. It had stained glass windows, palm trees uh, and a oh. huge staircase. So it's quite impressive to see. However, he would come to regret his investment because just two years after the hotel opened, the world was thrown into the Great Depression. Right. And Los Angeles obviously wasn't immune to it. So soon enough, the area surrounding the Cecil Hotel would be dubbed Skid Row and become Mm. home to thousands of homeless people. So beautiful hotel in Skid Row, probably not the best location for a a high-end hotel. And so the hotel soon gained a reputation as a meeting place for junkies, runaways and criminals. Worse yet, the hotel ultimately earned a reputation for violence and death. Great. So I'll tell you a little bit about it. Has it got some good Yelp reviews? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, not so much. So in the 1930s alone, the Cecil Hotel was home to at least six reported suicides. A few residents ingested poison while others shot themselves, slit their own throats or jumped out their bedroom windows. In 1934, for example, Army Sergeant Louis Louis D. Borden slashed his throat with a razor. Less than four years later, Roy Thompson of the Marine Corps uh, jumped from atop the Cecil Hotel and was found on the skylight of a neighbouring building. The next few decades only saw more violent deaths. So in September 1944, 19-year-old Dorothy Jean Purcell awoke in the middle of the night with stomach pains while she was staying at the Cecil with Ben Levine, 38. She went to the bathroom so as not to disturb a sleeping Levine and to her complete shock gave birth to a baby boy. She had no idea she'd been pregnant. Mm. Mistakenly thinking her newborn was dead, Purcell threw her live baby out the window and onto the roof of Mm. the building next door. At her her trial, she was found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity and she was admitted to a hospital for psychiatric treatment. In 1962, 65-year-old George Gianni was walking by the Cecil Hotel with hands in his pockets when he was struck to death by a falling woman. 
Pauline Otten, 27, jumped from her ninth floor window after an argument with her estranged husband. Her fall killed both her and Gianni instantly. Police initially thought the two had committed suicide together but reconsidered when they found Gianni still wearing shoes. If he had jumped, his shoes would have fallen off mid-flight. They would have fallen off, yeah. Is that right? They must have been slide-on ones or something, not. Even with the force, um, yeah, your shoes can come off. Loafers. Gravity. Oh, of course. Yeah, I know. I know about these things. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. He knows. So it's not really, it's one of those things, it's sort of like I would call it, I think in parlance, would you put like nearly a halfway house? It's not, people aren't really using it as a hotel, it, it becomes, hotel, are they? Yeah, it sounds so like people are popping it's a real it's, Or it's a very yeah, run yeah. Dye, yeah, run, so run it's still down this, kind of. This incredible. Um, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Front. And, and well, the um, lobby. Facade, yeah. The lobby, Facade, no, the lobby more yeah. so. Yeah. It's just still incredible. But then you go just go up into shitty rooms wow. kind of thing. So um, I think right. in the documentary okay. on Netflix, I, I think. I think they said it's the first six floors are occupied by full-time residents. Residents. Yeah, yeah. The rest of it is still um, a hotel. Yeah. Uh, So in light of the suicides, mishaps and murders, Angelinos, people from Los Angeles maybe, promptly dumped the Cecil, the most haunted hotel in Los Angeles. So also uh, while tragic calamities and suicide have been contributed heavily to the hotel's body count, the Cecil Hotel has also served as a temporary home for some of the grisliest murderers in American history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why I know about yeah, the Cecil. Right. Yeah. So in the mid-1980s, <laughs> Richard Ramirez, who you might recall <laughs> us talking about. Yeah. No, we talked about the other Night Stalker. Yeah, that's stalker. right. With Richard Ramirez stalker. is the yeah, Night Stalker. pre-Night Stalker. The, the other one the is later, the original the later Night, Night stalker. stalker. And then we did the joke of the this early the morning yeah, the, Stalker. That's right. And the, that's right. This is the late one. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah. he lived there um, in a room on the top floor of the hotel during much of his horrific killing spree. After killing someone, he oh. would throw his bloody clothes into the Cecil Hotel's dumpster and saunter into the hotel lobby either completely naked or only in underwear, none of which would have raised an eyebrow um, since the Cecil in the yeah, 1980s was here. total yeah. unmitigated chaos. At the time, he was able to stay there for a mere $14 a night and with corpses of junkies reportedly often found in the alleys near the hotel and sometimes even in the hallways, oh. Ramirez's blood-soaked lifestyle surely raised <laughs> hardly an eyebrow at the Cecil. Yeah. In 1991... <laughs> Just another day at the office. <laughs> yeah, correct. In 1991, Austrian serial killer Jack Unterberger, yeah, uh, who one. strangled yeah. prostitutes mm-hmm. with her own bras, also called the hotel home. Mm-hmm. Rumour has it that he yeah. chose the hotel because of its connection to Ramirez. And I think he's interesting because I think I could be wrong. He either worked with the police or he wrote about his murders like he was, you know, investigating it when in point of fact. I think he came over to America from Austria pretending to be an investigator. Yeah. Well, he was a journalist. So he, he was um, a yeah. serial killer in Austria. And when he left yes. Austria, right. the serial killing stopped and they started more or less at the same time in, in uh, LA, the Cecil yeah. Hotel. Yeah. And he was absolutely mm-hmm. um, saying that he was a reporter who was coming over to study the prostitution scene. So um, I guess that was his <laughs> ruse. Up close and personal, mm. that study. Yeah, because he killed prostitutes yeah, yeah, yeah. from memory. Yep. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so... Hang on a second, I'm going to... Could you imagine turning up to stay at it? 
Yeah, I know, Get right? Cool nightmare. It's terrifying. Well, you wouldn't. You take one look and you'd be like, "Oh, I've made a mistake here." It looks well, things lovely like that in the photos. Sometimes that lobby you arrive somewhere and it's later. You know, there are things that happen. Probably not yeah. so much in Los Angeles, but how many times have you arrived somewhere and thought, "Oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be," or mm. you don't feel quite safe, or it's yeah. in a neighbourhood it's been misrepresented in some way, and it's. There's nothing quite as unerring. Oh, God, that feeling. And, and they talk imagine. about it that, that yeah. you know, you walk in mm. and you go, wow, what an amazing place I've chosen. Yes. And then you go up to the rooms and you're like, this you is shit. Room. Yeah, yeah, A yeah, mate yeah. of mine was telling exactly that story where she she recently was overseas and she was in Dublin, I think, and mm-hmm. um, she'd booked this expensive hotel that was like a thatched. It, it was. It looked beautiful, right? Like yeah. it, it was all a, a, a 300-, 500-year-old property with thatched roof and all the rest of it. But once you're inside, she said it was just mm. appalling. Mm. And she she got there and because her, her partner's used to the lap, like luxury and everything's nice and she's like, oh, I just felt so uncomfortable. But worse, worse that it was a disgusting place on the inside, it was – it was, you know, builders in the heart of Dublin, and it was. So she, all you could hear were people like partying and <gasps> fights in the street yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So it was exactly yeah. that scenario of coming to a hotel that you thought would be one thing and it turned out it's to be an not. unmitigated disaster. Yes. <laughs> really unsettling. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, obviously there's the, the issues of serial killers and, and whatnot. There are also some. <laughs> Little things like that. Thankfully yeah, that yeah. hasn't happened to me. That, yeah, there's yeah, also me, some me murders that yeah. have remained unsolved. So, um to pick one of many, oh. a local woman known around the area as Goldie Osgood was found dead in her ransacked room at the Cecil. She'd been raped before suffering a fatal stabbing and beating. <sighs> Though one suspect was found walking with bloodstained clothing nearby, he was later cleared and her killer was never convicted. Um, another instance mm. of disturbing violence at the Cecil that had gone unsolved. Another grimly noteworthy guest of the hotel was Elizabeth Short, who became known as the Black Dahlia after her 1947 murder in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. She reportedly stayed at the hotel just before her mutilation, which remains unsolved. What connection her death may have to the hotel is is not known, but what is known is that she was found on the street not far away on the morning of January 15 with her mouth carved ear to ear. So possibly no connection at all. Well, she stayed there and she was found not too far from it, but, yes, not necessarily killed Mm. there. Yeah. So that then brings us to back to Elisa Lamb. So we're talking about a hotel that has a reputation for being, you know, one that has had a lot of suicides, murders, serial killers, mm. um, sort of stuff. And then that's important because what happens to Elisa is unusual and there's a lot of opinions as to what may have happened and one of those yeah. is obviously that it happened at the, the Cecil Hotel. The Cecil. Mm. <laughs> I have heard a lot of this about the Cecil Hotel from another podcast which is called And That's mm-hmm. Why We Drink and they uh, do half and half so um, does paranormal stories and then Christine does yep. true crime. I haven't listened to them for a long time but I do remember this because M covered the paranormal aspects of the Cecil. And so you can imagine it's the kind of place that people would go to scare themselves witless, you know, this idea of yeah. being haunted, you know. Like, like good like, Halloween kind of. Yeah, but but some people just <laughs> love it and they go to places they hoping do. to see yeah, a ghost yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, you can see that it could have that Correct. kind of appeal. Now, yeah. Oh, totally. With a, with a certain crowd it would be like utterly infamous, I guess. Mm. 
Right, so there is a video that I need to show you. Um, it's going to go for about four okay. minutes. So to our listeners, we won't make you listen through the four you minutes. Won't see yeah, it, strangely. someone remarkably <laughs> will edit the the four minutes. But I think it's important that you both see it, so you can then ex- um, what may have happened. Mm-hmm. So to put a bit of context around it, there, there is a very odd bit of elevator footage that becomes quite controversial because of uh, Elisa's strange behaviour and also that there was some um, timestamp data missing and whatnot. Uh, That video uh, was released uh, on February the 13th, so nearly two weeks, uh, when they still had no sign of Elisa. Uh, In approximately two and a half minutes of footage for our listeners, Elisa alone makes unusual moves and gestures, uh, leaving the elevator at one point whilst its doors remain open, even after she appears to have very, have pressed every button. When the doors fail to close after she returns, she leaves and the doors close later. So the video drew um, worldwide interest uh, due to her strange behaviour and has been extensively analysed and discussed uh, online. So this story ended up getting a whole lot of amateur sleuths, I guess, and, and YouTubers who love mm-hmm. to spend a lot of time trying to analyse what's happened. They were actually going and visiting the hotel. The hotel ended up having security people <laughs> trying to stop them from going onto the 14th and 15th floors and, you know, looking at the room that she stayed in or down the, down the hallways and, and um, some mm. of the uh, exits. Uh, so it was reposted widely, including on a Chinese video sharing site where it got 3 million views and 40,000 comments in its first 10 days. Many of the commentators found the video unsettling to watch. Several theories ex- uh, emerged to explain her actions. One was that Elisa was trying to get the elevator car to move in order to escape from someone who was pursuing her. I don't think we saw that, did we? But she does a lot of, at the beginning when she gets in, it looks like she's trying to hide from someone because she, yeah. she gets into the yes. corner of the lift and yes. she ducks down. And so there is an idea And that she she's does hiding. that stick out and looks both ways. Yeah, it's like, are they <clears throat> yeah, still there yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. So there are a few things that make you think yep. maybe, but then all that, you know, gesticulating afterwards yeah. and. Some of it's weird. Uh, Others suggested she might be under the influence of ecstasy or some other party drug. And when her bipolar disorder became known, the theory that she was having a psychotic episode also emerged. Other viewers viewers (laughs) argued that the video had been tampered with before being made public. Um, Besides the obscuring of the timestamp, they claimed parts had been slowed down and nearly a minute of footage had been removed. This could have been done to protect the identity of someone who otherwise would be in the video, either related or not to the disappearance. So she's been missing for over two weeks now, getting closer to sort of two and a half, three weeks. Um, And during that time, uh, brace yourself, strap yourselves in, um, guests at the hotel began complaining about low water pressure. Some later claimed their water was coloured black and had an unusual taste. On the oh. morning of February 19, Santiago... Would you taste the uh, black water? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm Given not sure choice. that um, they were drinking the black water. I hope they weren't. But but people were also saying water, yeah. that there was a they bad really taste. Well, even, stuff, even yeah. um, the water that wasn't necessarily black, people were saying, oh, it's got an odd taste to it. Okay. So Santiago Lopez, uh, a hotel maintenance worker, went up to investigate what the problem was with the water pressure, the black water, and the uh, and he found mm. Lamb's body in one of four 1,000-gallon tanks located on the roof, providing water to guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. 
like that just made oh, I just find that imagine imagine oh, going yuck. this water tastes funny and still drinking it and then finding out later oh, that there's a body out, in there yeah. oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Um, so he walked up to the tank and he saw that the hatch was open and looked in and saw uh, Elisa lying face up in the water. She was naked and her clothes were floating in the tank next to her. Is a water tank what I'm thinking of in terms of, you know, when I think of, well, I think of New York, but I, I guess I suppose where they, like Huge they've got a quite distinct thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. But are they concrete? I think these were like metal. Yeah, I think these are metal. I think a metal thing like a round thing. Yeah, it's it's similar to that except that they were, they're round like cylindrical, flat roof. Yeah, yeah. Flat roof, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, But, yeah, 1,000 litres, so, you know, not sorry, 1,000 gallons, nearly 4,000 litres. So not huge for a water tank. So the tank was drained and cut open since its maintenance hatch was too small to accommodate equipment needed to remove Elisa's body. On February the 21st, Uh, The Los Angeles coroner's office issued a finding of accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. The full coroner's report released in June stated that Elisa's body had been found naked, clothing similar to what she was wearing in the elevator video was floating in the water, coated with a sand-like particulate. Her watch and room key were also found with her. Her body was moderately decomposed and bloated, was mostly greenish with some marbling evident on the abdomen and skin separation evident. There was no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault or suicide. Toxicology tests showed traces consistent with prescription medication found among her belongings, plus non-prescription drugs such as Sinutab and ibuprofen. A very small quantity of alcohol, about 0.02 grams, was president. President, God, was present, <laughs> but no other recreational drugs. Investigations and experts have, however, noted that the concentration of her prescription drugs in her system indicated that she was under medicating or had stopped taking her medications mm. recently. Yeah. So no recreational drugs, meaning that she wasn't having any kind of party drugs uh, under medication, which could could then lead to the bipolar disorder. The investigation had determined how Elisa died, but not initially offer an explanation as to how she got into the tank in the first place. Doors and stairs that access the hotel's roof are locked with only staff having the passcodes and keys and any attempt to force them would supposedly have triggered an alarm. The hotel's fire escape could have allowed her to bypass those security measures. Her scent trail was lost near a window that connected to it. So she had walked up to the window, but they couldn't find any scent of her past that. Um, And a video posted on the internet after her death showed that the hotel's roof was easily accessible via the fire escape and that two of the lids of the water tanks were open. Um, Apart from the question of how she got on the roof, uh, others asked if she could have gotten into the tank by herself. Uh, All four tanks were four by eight foot, so 1.2 metres by 2.4 metres. Cylinders propped up on concrete blocks. There were no fixed access to them and hotel workers had to use a ladder to look at the water. They were protected by heavy lids that would be difficult to replace from within uh, and the hotel employer who found the body said that the lid was open at the time, removing the issue of how she could have closed the lid from inside. So there's a whole lot of speculation about all of these sorts of things by, you know, Mm. people who had seen the video and and were speculating based on that. People had been to the hotel and tried to understand what had happened. Um, And so, yeah, lots and lots of theories kicking around as to um, what had happened. 
Uh, so police dogs that searched through the hotel uh, and even on the roof shortly after her disappearance was noted did not find any trace of her. So they mm. couldn't smell her getting um, yeah, on the roof even uh, while she was in the tanks, which seems odd. You would kind of think that they might pick that scent up. but uh, So proponents of the theory that the elevator video shows she was under the influence of illicit drugs and not dissuaded by their absence from her toxicology screen Su- suggesting that they might have broken. needs facts? Oh, exactly right. Suggesting they might have uh, broken down during the period of time from her body was decomposing in the tank or that she might have taken rare cocktails of such drugs that a normal screen would not detect. The very low level of her prescription drugs in her system and the number of pills left in her prescription bottle suggested she was under-medicating, which might have led to a psychotic episode. Uh, the autopsy report and its conclusions were also questioned based on the incomplete information. For instance, it does not say what the results of the rape kit and fingernail kit were or even if they were processed. It also records mm. subcutaneous pooling of blood in Lamb's anal area, which some observers suggested was a sign of sexual what? abuse. I know, right? Could you just repeat oh, yeah, the sorry, gland yes. what happened? Um, it, was, it also records subcutaneous pooling of blood in her asshole. Thank you, Schmidt. <laughs> oh, yeah. right, okay. <laughs> which some observers suggested was a sign of sexual abuse. Is that piles? Yeah, well, one pathologist noted no. it could also have uh, resulted from bloating okay. in the course of the body's decomposition and her rectum was also mm. prolapsed. That's interesting. But, I, again, I don't know enough about decomposition as to whether or not your rectum normally prolapses. I do know that if you, when you die, you can actually, uh, you know, you yeah, wet yourself yeah. or you, everything just falls out because your muscles are no longer holding it. But I don't know Prolapse what happens to the muscles extreme. after. Does, it does, but then I was looking at something the other day, slight digress. Um, when you say I'm something, a, do you mean a victim? <laughs> no, no, it was um, I follow Morbid, another podcast. Um, <laughs> of course you do. Their Facebook. And um, someone had posted a picture of a skeleton of a, of a, obviously it was a female skeleton, and then there was a little baby skeleton between her thighs suggesting that she'd given birth to this child whilst dead or buried or whatever but then someone else said no what happens is if a mother with an infant like a pregnant woman dies in the uh, process of their decomposition it's not unusual for the uh, fetus to for uh, you know be pushed yeah. out basically in the decomposition of the mother so it, that wasn't actually so if that she weird. had a poo baby anyway. inside her i find that, that very hard to do. Yeah, yeah. i'm just saying like doing a poo <laughs> No, I know. No, I know it's not like doing a poo, but, but all I'm saying is, again, I, I'm, I don't I know mean, enough about uh, how decomposition works, but if everything is breaking down and pushing out as you decompose. How many mate, times have well, you Well, I would have thought, however, a pathologist would have said yeah, that is like normal. That. Yeah. Oh, don't ask that question. Oh, I'm sorry I did. <laughs> it was a joke. It was <laughs> But, no, look, I, I'm sure the pathologist would have said that's consistent with the level of decomposition for the period of time. So, you know, the fact that that statement hasn't been made suggests that it is a strange thing. Also, so more strange things, since her death, uh, her Tumblr blog was updated, presumably through Tumblr's Q option that allows posts to automatically publish themselves when the user is away. Um, What's Tumblr? It's an olden day thing. It's an olden day thing. (laughs) For photos? Mm. Um, It's MySpace, but it was like a few years later. Was it photos? I can't, it rings a bell, yeah. but I can't remember. can't remember either. Um, her phone was not found either with her body or in her hotel room. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, whether the continued updates to her blog were facilitated by theft of her phone, the work of a hacker or through the queue is not known, uh, nor is it known whether the updates are related to her death. Something else that we discovered was that there was a um, that there was rumours of a tuberculosis outbreak, what? which may have been the cause of her death and it was covered up and so they think that possibly she died of tuberculosis. People didn't want that to come out so they hid her body in the water. Oh, um, I was going to say it wouldn't make you go and, into and a there's tank a, there's if a, you've got tuberculosis. There's a few things that are interesting about this. So her name is Elisa Lamb. The test for tuberculosis is Lamb Elisa, so spelled exactly the same way but the other way around. Uh, At the university that she started in British Columbia, uh, they have, I think they have a, a course or a, <laughs> or a part that is famous for tuberculosis research yep yeah so there was and it's called the lamalisa <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's right yeah, yeah the, the lamalisa i'm sorry i'm calling i'm calling conspiratorial bullshit like 100 but this, but okay, but this yeah. is where it got to right because right. they didn't fight didn't solve anything mm, they found her body yeah. dead people were just going rife across the Nuts, internet yeah. with with I was going to say how many reddit yeah. threads did you have to go through <laughs> to yeah, get yeah. To this? it's yeah. literally that kind of thing and there was another one with the postcode to oh yes um, the hotel so no, not you, the hotel the bookstop bookshop oh, sorry, next the, door. The, yeah the last bookstore yeah. that um, she'd been at if you google the postcode for that the point <laughs> the pinpoint that comes up for um Google Maps it's on the tank. is actually in Canada, where, she's where oh. she is from, um, in the same town, like in the same street or something. Cemetery where she's buried. Sorry, the cemetery where she's buried. Get out yeah, of town. That's because that's because some person has not enough time to do anything. Yeah, you know, like time. has got too much yeah. time in their hands, rather, and has decided to claim her burial plot on Google Maps and and said because you but, can do but that the right? so if you claim a business or whatever but the postcode yeah. for oh. the um Cecil hotel oh, sorry the last bookstore is translates to longitude latitude or something so like there's really there's really interesting stuff that comes out and I don't know how people even find this out how much time <laughs> have you got on your hands yeah, yeah yeah all right so the other bit that I need <laughs> to say is that in September 2013 Elisa's parents filed a wrongful death claiming the hotel failed to inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to mm. um, both Elisa and other hotel guests and seeking unspecified damages and burial costs. The hotel argued it could not have reasonably foreseen that uh, Elisa might have entered the water tanks and since it remained unknown how she got to the water tank, no liability could be assigned. Also, they tested the alarms for the entrance to the roof and they were all found to be working. So the, the hotel were basically saying, how can we be held responsible because she's found some way of getting up to the roof yeah. that is mm. not public access and then ended up jumping into the tank. Yeah. Mm. And so uh, can I, can th that I was dismissed. Question? Yes. How high are these tanks? Uh, oh. 2.4 metres, so eight foot. Right, okay. Yeah, so reasonably high. Um, yeah. And she's not a huge. And she, how, I was going to say, how tall? Yeah, she? I don't know that, but oh, five seven. It'd be maybe. something like, like that. A, yeah, a, yeah. Tall person. Yeah. yeah. Tops. She's probably smaller. Yeah. yeah. So okay. solid effort to get up there. Although the hotel staff did use ladders, and it doesn't say whether the ladders whether there were was kept one there at the roof the or whether they had to take them up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. 
So that is the story of Elisa Lamb. Or Elisa. Or Elisa. I knew I would get that wrong again. Yeah, and the Hotel Cecil. So it's any consolation, as I said earlier, my sister's name is Elisa and her whole high school, everyone called her Eliza. Yeah. You are not alone. <laughs> so there you go. That's the story. Um, no obvious crime, I think. You could say well, that's there's the mystery of it. That's the right. A, it makes it hard to find out who you're going to sentence. I did just go and have a little look at the water tanks. Yeah. Because you can send oh, yes. them. What did you find? Uh, yeah. They're big. Have a look at it online. Look, I just looked up uh, <laughs> Elisa Lamb water tanks and you can see the foil yeah, on the yeah, roof. Okay. It would be some effort to get in there. You'd want to be going there on purpose, I think. Um, I, I do think so. Just in terms of what I think yeah. happened yeah, based on all of the. Happen? research I did, I think she was um, having a um, bipolar episode. episode. Yeah, um, although it's odd that that kind of led to suicide the way that that happened because it's strange that she's got into the water tank. But so she, I think she's accessed the roof via the fire escape yeah. and climbed into the water tanks. And I don't know whether she's done that because it's hot I would think not given that it's in January in Los Angeles would be winter for them. So that doesn't make sense. But I guess there's something that made her want to get into the tank. Um, They did say in one thing that we saw that there was a lot of noise on the roof. And possibly she, you know, if she's sort of hypersensitized to the noise, she thought if I get in the water, she um, will get silence underwater. And I think if she did end up getting into the tanks herself to get out would have been incredibly difficult because of the depth of them and the strength needed to pull yourself through. It would depend where it was, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know that. Just just having had a a quick look at it myself, the the interesting thing is that there's sort of a little fence line that runs along the edge of two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't quite determine the distance between that and the top of one of the those two tanks. Yeah, looks like maybe yeah. two feet. But I reckon you could climb up on that fence and then get yourself up on those. So when you were telling the story, I kind of pictured it along like the back could, side with nothing the that white could yeah, 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 along yeah, yeah. the back side. See the yeah, see the bars. I reckon you, if you if you wanted to, you could get on those. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I tend to. Also, on, the, the fire escape, so that you'd, you'd, to do it, you'd risk falling to your death because it's external. The last bit of it is a like Uncaged. a ladder, not yeah. stairs, and it's not mm-hmm. covered. So if she fell from the ladder, she would potentially fall to her death. So she mm-hmm. obviously had some pretty strong willpower or some solid nerves to kind of put herself in, in that position, um, which could, mm. to your point, mean that she could climb up that fence on the outside i I don't think that to me the issue so much isn't how she how she got into the tanks but more so why and and i don't think she did it to commit suicide but it's odd that she was naked it's odd that her clothes were in there because Uh, i've got a theory on the naked but yeah go do tell Oh, remember we talked about when we talked about Praveen's case, paradoxical undressing. Mm -hmm. So it's possible. We don't know when she became naked and how long between her being in that tank and her drowning. So, you know, depending on what the water temperature was, if your body is in under whatever degrees for a certain period of time, you will start to develop hypothermia. Yeah. They haven't talked about that in the pathology, which is interesting, but her taking her clothes off, for paradoxical undressing, if she was experiencing hypothermia, is actually not an odd thing. It's it happens. Yeah, I, I'm almost. I almost think she got in to the tank with 
a specific purpose in mind, which was to then obviously get out again. And I think she found herself in the tank yeah. and couldn't get out. And couldn't get out. And I would mm. think that your clothes would weigh you down in that scenario. Possibly so too, she's yeah. trying to push off the bottom to jump up mm. to reach the gap, the, the tank lid, the way she came in. Mm. Um, you might well take your clothes off to go, well, all right, I'll be able to be more streamlined if yep. I'm trying to do that. But if you went into the tank with the intention of swimming or cooling down or whatever, you would normally take your clothes off or at least some of them before you get in. So that in itself is odd because I'm not sure too many people would go into a tank fully clothed. Yeah, I don't know. Potentially she fell in. Is there any chance she got in for whatever reason, have a swim or whatever, and water was used and and the level came down and she couldn't get back out? No, I don't think so because she drowned and so – it would have to come down quite a way. Um, you know, you, okay. you're talking sort of if, if it's feet. Yeah, two and a half, three feet, she'd be able to stand up and breathe comfortably. It's just that difference between the top where you can pull yourself out of the water, but the water's dropped down a few feet and you can no longer reach up because yeah, you yeah. can't hit the bottom. Yeah. So you're in that sort of stuck in treading water because you can't touch the bottom and you can't get But it get could out have the been a foot well. down already, right? And so trying yeah, to, yeah. trying to, lift yourself up from that is hard and trying to kick off from the bottom through exactly seven yeah. feet of it's water to get to exactly, the top would be really, hard. Really hard. Yeah, 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 great. Particularly clothes. Yeah, I, I tend to think that she probably did just climb up there on her own, like get up there on her own through the fire escape. Yes, I can see why people would have this kind of, ooh, what's going on because she's behaving strangely in the lift. But, you know, if she's under medicated, she probably is having some kind of episode I don't think she was interacting with anyone when she was doing all that talk of that. Like yeah, that wasn't yeah. even normal movement and whatever. So uh, she may have been interacting with someone that she thought was in there. Her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually yeah. wasn't. And again, I, I have no idea what it is what it is like to have a bipolar episode. So I, I you know, I can't speak to it. I don't know whether you do hallucinate. I don't you know, I'm not sure about how it goes. But something was definitely up with her and I I, I think it was an accidental death. I, I I don't think she meant to kill herself. And, you know, the, the things that you talked about in terms of uh, the, the findings from the pathology, again, you know, could have been just to do with the situation in terms of her unfortunate being in there for two mm. weeks, you know, the, the effect of that on decompos- decomposition on the body. So I don't really have anyone to... Were there maybe, any suspects? I'll tell you what, I do have no. someone. No. Well, it's an accident, it was ruled yeah, an accidental I mean, death. Yeah. It wasn't ruled a murder. I think it's just yeah. a case of her being not well. Not, yeah, it's yeah, an accident. It's a, it is. I, th- I think it was probably a correct yeah. ruling. I would say, though, if I was going to pull anyone up for their behaviour, it's probably all these conspirator- yeah. conspiracy theorists. That's where my <laughs> who head come was. Up with all this nonsense. Let it go. And waste everyone's time. Yeah. And as you said about the Google Maps and all that sort of stuff, it's like, oh, for goodness sake, you know, it's a tragic incident. Yeah. Let the family get on with grieving it. Let people you know, get on with the appropriate response to this. Let's tr- not try and make it some kind of alien invasion yeah. nonsense. The, I know they didn't the, say that, but it's up there, you know. The police officer investigating was saying how difficult it was to investigate because it had become so public and circus. because so many theories yeah. were being thrown around and they almost have to disprove the theories and um, to be seen to be doing a good job, mm. which I think is particularly difficult. And not a good use of resources, so, yeah. Mm. Complete waste of everyone's time. Yeah. What about you guys? Oh, I guess one. You should. You well, should I, no, well, I don't. 
I, I, I'm with Schmitty. I just think it's accidental death. I think that she is. I don't think anyone's to blame. I mean, if there's no footage or anything else of anybody looking suspicious or anything to um, incriminate somebody at the very least, and I, we haven't got much to work with, and it would suggest the way that she'd been behaving with people in other rooms and stuff, things were not right. Like she clearly wasn't in a, um, a good headspace. So I, I, I just think she's just been in the middle of an episode and it's gone wrong for her. Yeah, I, I can't see... I couldn't look at it and rule it as suicide. I don't mm. think there's anything that to me suggests that she was suicidal and that she deliberately decided to go into a tank, get naked and die. Like that just sounds like a hell of a way yeah. to go. Um, you would jump, I think, off the roof or, or find Much easier, any yeah. number of other ways, but that is just. If she'd read the Wikipedia entry on the hotel or done any research on it, there was a plethora of ways she could do herself in based on what so the many, previous yeah, residents yeah, had it done. It was all exactly there. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It, it is um, fascinating, I think, that there is a hotel that has such a history mm, I agree. Um, mm. of suicide murder, serial killings, you know, um, unsolved murders, all that sort of thing. It, that's the bit, I guess, that adds so much to the story. It speaks yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... I don't know, maybe maybe the bloke who built the, the place, you can't even say to him he shouldn't have built it where he built it because it wasn't Skid Row when he built yeah. it. It was, you know, the, the 1920s when there was money everywhere and everyone would have loved a hotel like It reminds that. me of the Chelsea Hotel in, in New York, which they often refer to, but, I mean, I don't think anything on this scale, but you know, it would have, like, Sid and Nancy and there were lots of people who had drug overdoses in it. It was a really, oh, yeah. you know heavy place to be with lots of drug use lots of people who are on the sort of the edges of society because they can afford to be there so it's kind of like a hothouse of mm. crimes really waiting to happen <laughs> oh sorry i'm laughing because you're talking about something quite serious about another hotel that has this yeah. sort of infamy and all i can think about is well if it had more gothic gothic styling it could have been like the ghostbusters yeah. <laughs> hotel <True. laughs> and it was actually built to bring a an ancient Sumerian god or whatever back from the dead. That's that's where my mind goes. Yeah. So I just said, I had a question because when you as you were talking about it, I I remember listening to, and that's why we drink talking about this one this story, and I didn't pay much attention to it at the time. But there was something about a Korean elevator game. Did you see anything about that in your when you were a Korean doing the story? elevator game? There's some weird. Again, it's probably yeah. a Reddit thread or 3,000. I wondered if you'd had oh. it. But there's some game that some people thought she might have been playing where she's pressing the buttons in a certain order. It's it's some yeah, right. nonsense. It's like it, it reminded me of, you know, the the, yeah. the ring? You yeah, know, yeah. The, yeah, it's that kind of spooky story of this idea that you can, if you play it in a certain order and you do certain things, you can go to another world. Right. It's like your Slender Man mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. So there was some um, suggestion that that might have been what she was doing. Yeah. But, again, Fucked if I know. Like, I, I think she's just, you know, doing whatever's going on oh. in her head. I don't think she had a plan to go to another world. Yeah. So I must say the other thing that um, that was talked about, so there's a lot of spin-offs. This story has ended up in popular culture, you know, the How to Get Away with Murder, the uh, Castle, the ABC series, that kind of thing, um, a whole lot of different stories. But there is a story that happened before this in 2005 in the horror film Dark Water. Oh, yeah. There was an American remake of it, but it was originally a Japanese film. 
And in the film, the mother and daughter move into a rundown apartment building. A dysfunctional elevator and discoloured water oh. gushing from the building's faucets eventually lead to them sorry, eventually lead them to the building's rooftop water tank where they discover the body of a girl who had been reported missing from the building a year earlier. <gasps> well, that's, that's kind of so <clears throat> wrong. Sorry, was that yes. made before That was this made happened? before, yeah, yeah. So she could have oh, even seen wow. this or someone else could have seen it or definitely seen it. Oh, yeah, and I've got in my know. head that the, the girl in the movie was wearing similar clothes to, yeah, it was something like that, whatever. similar clothes to Elisa. So, um, Oh, cut it out. Now you're being all spooky. Yeah, but that's no, the thing. Right? There's so many weird things <laughs> where you go, you know, is it just a plain old Accident. psychotic episode that has gone wrong or was there something more sinister? And I think there's just all these little subplots that kind of build up to going, yes, what if? This is exactly how conspiracy theorists and QAnon work, Clarky. They get people like you <laughs> questioning all these things and the next thing I know, the next time you come on, you'll have a tinfoil <laughs> hat on because you'll be worried about the aliens scrambling your brain. I think you know me <laughs> way better than that. A conspiracy theorist, I am totally not. Like I just literally just go, what a load of shit. But it is interesting. That was a coincidence. It though, is interesting yeah. as you read yeah. through it to just go, wow, all these things, no wonder cons- people who are people kind of. draw these connections. Yeah, yeah, predisposed to that just go, What? Something yeah, something yeah. has happened here. Um, I can kind of get why if you were into that stuff, you would be going, I need to understand this more. Uh, and that's probably why the aforementioned um, podcast did talk about this stuff and the Cecil Hotel yeah, because it's got all this woo-woo stuff about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's very interesting. Anyway, cool. there you go. That, my friends, is my any, story. I know we haven't really, this is because it's a mystery, no. we're not really sentencing, but Clucky, did you have anyone you wanted to have a crack oh, at? Oh, look, I didn't, although in the um, Netflix series, Stuart and I both got annoyed at the lady who ran the thing, didn't we? Oh, she was just annoying. So well, She called the CEO of the hotel or something. Yeah, she was a hotel CEO and She didn't blink. She was one of these yeah, you know. blonde-haired beauties and just didn't <laughs> blink. I'm thinking, what's wrong with your eyes, sweetheart? And, and I feel for her because she's obviously managing a shit hotel during a yeah. shit time, but I also just went, just stop it. You know, that's just me being judgy, judgy. Um, so I don't know that I should sentence her to anything because I think she's probably been through enough. She's a Karen. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's probably the closest thing. Although I do, I, I think what we probably should acknowledge is uh, the incredible nature of the Cecil Hotel, yes. which could possibly give rise to a couple of other stories for us. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a source of evil. I go back to my Ghostbusters. Probably there is something in that, uh, you know. There you go. <laughs> You're going to be wearing the tinsel in a minute and the propeller head. Tinsel. <laughs> Was it? Oh, foil. Tinfoil. Tin tin yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's how much I know about conspiracy theorists. <laughs> no, I, I get very angry about that sort of stuff. Anyway, great story though and, and very sad for Lisa Lamb's family, uh, sorry, Elisa Lamb's family mm. um, and for all involved, but um, it has made for for quite an yeah. interesting story. So well mm-hmm. good thank one, you. Clarky. So thank you very much. Pleasure, treasures. And <laughs> as we say every week, miss ciao. you already. Bye. Ciao, ciao. ciao. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron 
at www.patreon.com trial by wine or visit our website www.trialbywine.com to donate to us your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences we really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us our cover art is by john christo and music is by beauchamp from pixabay.com